Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, a slightly jollier edition because we won two games of football. I am Sam, and I'm delighted to say... I'm going to say as always again, because we're like the dream team back every week. It's my friend Matt. How you doing, mate? You're like Mourinho. That Mourinho, he's just the best manager ever. I mean, like, you know, I'm so glad we've got him. And like, you know, let's have him for years and years. Fantastic acquisition that was. Going to win the league. We're going (laughs) to win the league next year. Yeah, no. uh, Man, I love football. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, how many podcasts? uh, Look. I know we're just this is only one week, two results. Yeah. But how many podcasts have we been so low over the weeks? We deserve yeah. one like yeah, this we, one, don't yeah. we? We deserve this, it. Yeah. This is last week, right? I listened to us back because I have to do the edit. And I genuinely, on about three or four occasions, felt like ringing you going, I don't think we can put this out. <laughs> we, we, we sound depressed. I, I think people are going to ring up and say, are you okay? Are you, are you okay, hun? Do you need a hug? <laughs> do, do you know, I don't know if it come across, but uh, like, I just spent so much of it, just my head in my hands, thinking, Matt, come on, please. Come on, yeah. get the motivation. People want to listen to your opinions about But I'm not, I just don't want to. I just feel it's so in pain at the moment, supporting well, that, Spurs. Well, that was it, because like, you're always so positive, and- and there are like times where you're like so positive, like I said last week, you know, Santa having a blowjob on pro tackle level of positive. I'm like having to play devil's advocate, just go, all right, Matt, come on, rein it in a bit. Like, come I'll on. play a bit of devil's advocate, rein in the positivity a bit and bring you back down. And last week I was like, oh, dude, if, if Matt's this bad, this, oh no, Things we're are all bad. in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, the reason why I said I love football, it, and the reason why I think a lot of us love it, the emotional roller coaster of this game is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the the night in Amsterdam, I think, has summed up how football emotions are just all over the place. But as a season, I, uh, 2019-20 is going to have an asterisk next to it for the obvious reason. But for me, it's going to have that asterisk next to it, just because I cannot get over how mental this year has been. Yeah. I mean, we started the season having made great signings with a manager we all trusted and backed, thinking, now we're going to kick on. This is it. Here comes the title challenge. He got sacked in, like, October (laughs) (laughs) because we were doing crap. The new signings were, like, non-existent. Um, We then appoint Jose Mourinho the next day, who were all just like, what? (laughs) What? And all of it is being captured by the wonderful people at Amazon. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I know we've had this conversation, and I know you're yeah. going to watch it, but yeah. I don't know, man. I just do. I want to put myself through the. It, you know, it'll feel like it'll. It, not that I know, because I'm happily yeah. married, but I can imagine it'd be like getting divorced and then making yeah. yourself watch the wedding video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh man, yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's that's brutal. Um. <laughs> Or, or divorced, being forced to watch her new wedding video. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, although that could be when Mauricio Pochettino goes to a new club and lifts a trophy. I think that's going to be oh, that's going to be the moment. You see him like at another club and winning something, and I'll just be there like a tear in my eye. Like I'm proud of you. Yeah, but I hate you. <laughs> Such mixed emotions. Yeah. yeah, the real definition. Yeah, I, I did see on Twitter once, and I think this is one of the most beautiful descriptions of supporting Tottenham Hotspur. He described it as getting a blowjob whilst being punched in the nuts at the same time. 
<laughs> it's perfect, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he just said supporting this club. It was uh, from a guy called At Bankrupt Spurs. I've not seen him on there for a while, actually. I hope he's okay. But yeah, that, maybe that maybe he had that, and that's why he's yeah. he can't go that, online that again. Could, yeah, yeah, he can't go online anymore. Or, or he, he took it, and his missus saw it and went, "Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah." But no, um, yeah, that that description I think summed up quite beautifully. But yeah, here we are. I mean, I, I've got um, a, a rough running order of stuff I want to go through in the show this week. There's some things to discuss, and obviously we've got a couple of games to discuss. Um, so I want to start with something I've been meaning to talk about for two weeks, and we've just been so kind of engrossed in the actual happenings of the games, I've not been able to, to sort of sidetrack into it. So it's Eric Dyer. Um, Eric Dyer, we talked about the situation when it happened, which now feels like a year ago, um, where he climbed into the stands. You were there that night as well. Which yeah, I was in that. Offers, I was in that stand as well. I know, which obviously <laughs> offers a real kind of sharp perspective. Um, obviously, now he's been banned, and we've all got to read. Uh, I don't know if you've read it, but I've read the full transcript of the the hearing. And you know, there were lawyers involved in this man. It was like heavy duty kind of stuff. Mm. Um, there was like two, two, three barristers on all sides in like a a fully qualified judge like gave the verdict. So yeah, I was kind of a bit like, wow, the FA really does go in on this. Um, I don't know if you've read it. Let's just start with that. Have you read the thing? Uh, you, you tend to read these things in a lot more detail than me, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say no, and let's hear what you, what's uh, in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm such a nerd for crap, aren't I? I mean, I, I said this to the other day, because I, I, we've got a, just for everybody listening, we've got like a Spurs News chat thing. So we talk about like the post and obviously talk about Tottenham all the time. I am constantly the one in there posting about financial stuff. And I can just feel every time I've gone on like, this long rambled thing, everyone else just rolling their eyes like, oh, here he goes. Uh, someone, get, someone's get. made 40p profit and he wants to overanalyze it. Yeah, I, I know, yeah, so sorry about that. At least I don't post it on the page. Everybody listening, look on the bright side. It's only us admins that have got to yeah, suffer. Yeah, only, only the poor souls behind the scenes have to deal with me on that kind of level. But anyway. Um, I did read it. I read it in full because I got engrossed. Um, what really uh, kind of stuck out to me is the the, the defence of Eric Dyer was basically that he was single-mindedly trying to get to his brother. And he saw what looked like three people surround his brother after, you know, he was getting abuse hurled at him. And Eric Dyer could hear the abuse. He heard what was being said. And as he's looked up, because he knew his family were there, he saw his brother confront that person. And then what looked like his brother gets surrounded and was, you know, going to be in trouble. He said in that moment, you know, it just clicked. He wasn't a Tottenham Hotspur player. He wasn't an England player. He wasn't a representative of the club. He was a big brother. He went straight to him to get him out of there. That was all he wanted to do. Um, The stewards thought he was going to go for the guy. And that's why the stewards intervened. And that's why you could visually, uh, sorry, orally hear him keep saying, it's my brother, it's my brother, to try and point out to the stewards that that's who he was trying to get to and that's who he wanted to go with him. That was the defence. Um, we we kind of knew that within a few days of the incident. I think we discussed it on a podcast previously where I, I've got two younger sisters. I've got older brothers and sisters. I've got to be honest with you, if I looked into the stands and I saw one of my sisters in that position, I'd have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> um, so I, I have complete and utter sympathy for Eric in that situation because... 
it wouldn't have mattered if I was England captain, you know, it wouldn't have mattered anything, any kind of responsibility of being a role model and stuff, the minute I see a member of my family in that kind of situation, I'd have gone, um, so I, I have that complete and utter heart and sympathy for him. Now, the reason why his punishment is what it is, in terms of the ban and everything, is because they didn't actually believe that defence. And the reason why they didn't believe that defence is because um, several Tottenham fans in there were obviously filming this on their mobile phones. And what they caught was Eric Dyer's brother being in a sort of row of seats and Dyer going straight past him towards the guy who'd been shouting abuse at him. Right, yeah. That kind of goes against his, his It goes defense. against, <laughs> yeah, it goes against it. Now, Eric says in all of the confusion and everything, he was just getting to where he saw the group of people. So he thought his brother was in the middle of that. And when he got there, he realized he wasn't and he's turned back and he's then like trying to call to his brother. The stewards have jumped in and he's like, you know, that was how it ended. Now, what was interesting to me is the police investigated this, uh, arrested the fan who um, was then released, and the fan like said, no, no, I didn't feel threatened at all. You know, uh, Eric got there and that was it. He was just looking for his brother. So the fan kind of corroborated what Eric Dyer said. The fan has also had a face-to-face meeting with Eric Dyer since, arranged by the club. Um, where the fan apologised and said he's learnt from his behaviour and he feels awful about it. So that was quite interesting. The, the actual meeting is probably going to be on the Amazon documentary. <laughs> <laughs> but but the actual meeting, you know, no one's revealed any more detail than that other than the fan apologised and that was kind of the end of it. I mean, don't get me wrong, if you're shouting abuse at a player like Eric Dyer and he turns and comes into the stands, he's a big guy. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Rosehead, quick! Um... <laughs> But yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of left in this quandary over what the FA have done. I mean, the ban and everything like that, there's this kind of like line between I can understand completely from the FA's point of view, you cannot allow a player to go storming into the stands mm. <laughs> and there must be a punishment there. But then from a human point of view, I'm like, I completely understand why he did it. I, I, you know, and I completely get it. And not only do I understand why he did it, I'm actually impressed that he went in there and didn't grab the guy by the throat or anything, you know? Yeah, sure. He, he went in there and showed complete restraint and got his brother and left with his brother. And so, to me, it's kind of like, that is what he's punished for. He's got the three-game ban, he, he's paid a fine. I then see, like, in a football match a player basically like grab somebody by the throat. Now everyone's going to jump on this because I'm talking about an Arsenal player now, but believe me, if it was a fellow Tottenham player, anybody for any club, I'd be saying the same thing. And that goes completely unpunished, like with nothing. He, the guy didn't even get a yellow card. I don't think. Mm. And, and I wonder with all the technology and everything we have now at our disposal, it doesn't seem right to me that, a player is punished so heavily for doing what he did, like Dyer did, and yet a player can be quite literally violent on the pitch. You know, that is a red card. You raise your hands to an opponent's face, it's supposed to be a red card. So why is it that not being picked up on? Do you know what I mean? It just feels like at the moment there's a lot of real disparages going on. Yeah, I, I completely get what you're saying, and, and, I, and I agree with you that I would, I would have done the same thing that Eric Dyer did. Yeah. You know, you, you forget yeah. that you know it, it, you, you forget 
that you, that who you're representing you're just you're seeing a family member close family member getting attacked or looking like they've been attacked yeah. you want to defend them i mean that's the thing i mean like you know i look at um you know so i've got i've got brothers as well that, that we've all grown up and we sort of don't see much of each other but you know if i think of my children for example yeah. uh if, if i ever saw uh anyone you know, I'll be, you know, oh, yeah. they're yeah. my family, you know, the, yeah. you, you just, that's your instinct, isn't it? I would say, though, that um, I, know I've, I know I've only had a season ticket for a relatively short period of time. So, I mean, it's three years now, I think. It's almost yeah, three it years. Is, yeah. Um, and before that, I didn't go that often. I mean, I'd probably have gone, to, I probably went to about 30 or 40 games in my lifetime before then. But obviously now I'll go to every, almost every home game. Yeah. And and I don't know if you're the same because I know you do go to games when you can. I know it's yeah. obviously a bit 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 harder for you to get to games uh, distance wise. Yeah. But there there is that feeling that you know you don't go onto the pitch right. Which I know you don't. And I and I know I know people that have been uh, not personally, but I've heard of people that have been to court and been had short prison sentences for going onto the pitch. You know, yeah, you just yeah, don't yeah. do it. Although there's nothing physically to stop you going onto the pitch, you just yeah. don't do it because yeah, yeah. it's just an absolute no no. And it almost works in reverse as well. You know, you, you don't see players c- come into the, come into the stands yeah. uh, for whatever reason. I mean, you you, you saw you see like you know, um, for example, Lucas Moura at that time when we played. Yeah, when uh, his, his son. Yeah, it was Bournemouth, yeah. wasn't it last year yeah. when we. I think we beat him five 0 or something. Or yeah, he Huddersfield, the, Huddersfield, that he was got it. The first hat trick. Yeah, that's right. Stadium, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he he didn't go into the stand. He looked for his family, didn't he? And they came down. Yeah. So it's almost like he knows not to go into the stands. Yeah. And I appreciate he brought his little boy onto the pitch. But I mean, yeah. like you know, you, you forgive a two-year-old for coming onto the pitch. Yeah. But it it feels like it's an absolute no-no either way. And yeah. and 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 although I don't think the punishment fits the crime, it's mm. almost like. This is such a no-no that we need to stop. We need to nip it in the bud, so no yeah, other player yeah. thinks yeah, about doing I, it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it is. On, it's one of those things where I do look at it and I do get it. Like you, you know, you cannot have that. You cannot have situations. I do think it should be, and this is the thing that frustrates me about the FA and about football in general. Like, like with the Lucas Moore handball incident. Like for me, it angers me so much that decision. They've now changed the handball rule for next season, so that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to, like to me, if that happened when situations came up on a regular basis, you'd actually be more accepting of it. Like, okay, that's really annoying, but at least it ain't gonna happen again. Mm. And like with this, with like the fan just absolutely yelling abuse at Eric Dyer, I do think it's, in, it's it should have been a time for the FA, the Premier League, Tottenham and all the clubs to really turn to the fans at the ground and go, look, you're here, you've paid your money to you know to be supporters and stuff, but this has to stop. Yeah. You know, the, the level of abuse yelled at players is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not condoning the, the guy um, who uh, was attacking. But I'm not, I promise, I'm not yeah. condoning him. I, I would say though that. It was it was it was awful. Like you know, the, when it happened, yeah. we just got knocked out of the FA Cup by Norwich, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. awful. It was an yeah. awful. Like it was just. I, I don't. I don't it think was. in the last few years I felt as low as that as that as that game. Like the yeah. end of that game, I'm like, it's just. It, can things get any shitter? You know, yeah. like yes, yes, they could. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and we didn't know they could. Yeah, but it, it's just like for Christ's sake, you know, like this. We can't even beat freaking Norwich in the FA Cup, yeah. and. And I, and I just think in the moment, and we we see it on social, you know, we see it on our Facebook page, don't we? Mm. When something happens, like when we lose a game, which or when you know something, we concede a goal, 
we just get this anger, don't we, all the time? Yeah. And I, I reckon that you know, you, you, you ask sort of 90, 95% of people who are putting those com- some of the comments they put on there the next day, how do you feel? And they wouldn't feel anywhere near as angry and as, as kind of, um, well, maybe not next day, but maybe a couple of days' time, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 it's just reactionary, isn't it? You know, you're just, you're fed up and like you really, and it's almost like you, you want to find an outlet for that, yeah. that, that kind of feeling. Yeah. And, I, and, and unfortunately for poor old Eric Dyer's brother, yeah, there was a, there's was... a fan there that his outlet was Eric, Eric Dyer's Dyer. brother. Well, yeah. And, and Dyer. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I do get that, but I do think we as people need to take a look at ourselves over that because I mean we're all guilty of it a little bit but like for example when I've gone to a game I've never once shouted abuse okay hang on I'm gonna correct this <laughs> there's one certain player who I have shouted abuse at and I will condone any abuse is that the one is that one who recently got sacked we <laughs> all know who I'm talking about and Sky you put him on as a bloody pundit for oh, London Derby yeah I, I'm still simmering over that <laughs> just 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 out of, just on a side note yeah like is there going to be a game when we're going to have like some some bias towards us from like the commentary? Well, and apparently the... Jamie Redknapp's on our side. Oh, leave it out. <laughs> well, he did play for us. His dad managed us. Oh, he can't stand oh, us. Like, how many won't. slide digs does he have at us all the well, time? Ever since, ever since his dad got the sack, I told he he's sacked had his a dad. And uh, I get it. You know, that's the way it goes. But I um. Mm. Yeah, man. I I just the minute I I was put it on because I don't really do it anymore. I like literally wait till kick off and put I it do. on. Yeah, me too. And and I just put it on and went, nope, <laughs> no, no, not a bit, a, a, bit a bit like that gif, you know, where the baby walks in and then just sort of turns around and walks back yeah, out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just walked in and went, nope, nope, no, nope, out we go. You. Yeah, no, that was ridiculous. But um, but just just to finish on the Eric Dyer thing, I do think we we as people fans, and I think it's a missed opportunity with this because I think the FA and everyone could have made a real big deal out of this and really made the point going into next season, which is you know we gotta look at this. We we can't just casually abuse people <laughs> like mm. we are and think ass ah, right it's all it's all part of sport isn't it mm. well no they got a family and friends and as this eric doris situation pointed out his mum his dad you know his family were all there having to listen to that yeah, yeah. I, I can't i can't imagine how that must have felt and also it probably means they're never going to a game again yeah. They're not going to go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to watch their son play with the fans anymore because of the way the fans talk about their son. Mm. That's yeah. sad. You yeah, know, no, that's, it is. Completely that's awful. Is. That's that's really, really quite bad. And I think it sounds like the individual involved is quite ashamed of his behaviour. Um, well, I don't know if we're ever going to learn anything more about that, but if that's true, I'm kind of pleased that he's acknowledged it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it it just like for me it is difficult. Um, now moving on from Eric Dyer, but staying with the kind of abusing and shouting abusive players, I, w- I want to just mention Serge Aurier. Is <laughs> this is a dangerous one? Um, <clears throat> Serge Aurier lost his brother recently. Um, I, I'm someone who unfortunately has lost a sibling in his life, and. I can tell you right now, within a couple of days of that happening, I could not have gone to work or done anything with any degree of anything. I mean, I yeah, so I don't know how you'd function, mate. You know, that's it. My my, uh, I was in bit. I I can't even put in the words for people. Anyone who's lost someone, 
lost a sibling like that, you you know. And if you haven't, I'm so pleased for you, and I hope you never have that feeling. It's just. And the fact that he showed up for his teammates because he's the only fit right back at the club, um, which is a whole other issue, <laughs> um, it is just kind of uh, a real testament to him. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this right now because I don't want people to think that I'm anything that I am. I, I still do not think he is a good right back for Tottenham. I think his concentration levels constantly lead to errors defensively. And I, I do question his work rate in terms of he loves to go forward and I watch him walk back and that drives me insane. Mm. <laughs> but I will forever remember the fact that he showed up in that game last night and we won the game and whether he, you know there was errors from him or whatever in that game last night it doesn't matter he pulled on the shirt and he went out and he did a lot of good some bad but he went out there and he did it and it, it enabled us to get three points and he did that for his teammates and he did that for us as fans and the vast majority of fans were just set on having a go at him and so I posted on our Facebook page like a you know a thank you to him because I, I genuinely felt a real kind of sense of I, I needed to say thank you for doing that. Um, I was I was pretty disappointed to see that people took that as an opportunity to have a go at him. Really, it's like in a match situation, and I post the match up, and I, we we conceded a goal. People posting in that post, oh, Aurier, what have you done there? That I was fine with. You know, there's an error. It's led to a goal. People are calling it out. To then jump on the post, which is, look, look, you've lost your brother recently. Thank you so much for doing this. And just have a go at him. It's kind of like, why are you doing that? <laughs> you know, you you don't have anything to say that's in a positive way or anything like that. Or you look at that post and go, well, I don't want to say thanks to him. Just move on, you know? Yeah. I, I I don't I don't get it, and it was it was a little bit disappointing. What, what what gave me a little bit of heart though, Sam, was that um, I was looking through the comments as well, oh, and like a you, lot of nice stuff in there. Yeah, and also as well, the the people that were the the people that were putting the the horrible comments on there were getting getting digged out by the yeah. by other people. So. Yeah. They, they, they. It wasn't just getting ignored. People saying, like, I could see comments of people saying, "We saying, like, you know, give him a bit of respect, you know." Yeah. And, and, and I think, yeah. and I think it, it, it probably ties in to the, to the previous thing we were talking about about Eric Dyer. I just think that, uh, you know, and again, this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not condoning the people who are, who are uh, saying these horrible, horrible things because. Yeah. I think it's horrible. Like, you know, like have some respect. Like you say, like, you know, co- co- comment during the game. If you're going to say yeah. goal conceded and they can say, oh, you know, Serge, let you let us down. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But I think that people are forget forget sometimes. They have this almost disconnect between football players and them being human beings. Yeah. And I know it sounds ridiculous, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. it, it, but I think it's true. I think people kind of, they forget sometimes that these are just human beings like you know and and they're obviously good at foot that they're they're, they're they're good at their sport which mean which means you're watching them as opposed to them sitting next to you watching the game that's the that's yeah. the only dif- that's the only difference really is that they've got they've got the skill level to be on the pitch as opposed to be sitting next to you that well, is and, literally and it skill level and dedication to stick to yeah it. of course and um but like there was one comment on there and i do see this all the time with with footballers especially and and the person deleted this comment after I replied. So whether they thought better of it or just thought, I, I don't know, but whether they thought, I'd like to think so. But their comment was, I can see what I like about him. He gets paid enough. And I'm kind right. of like, really? Yeah. yeah. 
the you know does it really matter how much someone's paid that that like where where's the level then you know is a shop assistant underpaid so i can't shout at the shop assistant but the manager's paid enough so i can yell at that guy or you know where's the level where where's the kind of abuse line where do i stop caring about people like okay this person earns over a hundred grand a year and his whole family's died but he earns over a hundred grand a year so we don't care about him it, it, it may, you know it makes me feel a little bit like you know sometimes when you go on social media and i, I say twitter because that's the one where you get the most kind of stuff like this but yeah you get like Gary Lineker, who I follow, and I and I tend to agree with a lot a lot of his views on things. Shout on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but he'll he'll say something, and without fail, right? It just it's like you're waiting for the first person to say it. You'll get someone say, "Stick to football, mate." Right? Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. like just because he played football, right, yeah. doesn't mean he's not allowed to have opinions on other things. Yeah. And it, and it's this mentality, isn't it that. You're 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 a football player. You get paid lots of money, so that means I'm I'm. It's within my rights to now abuse you. Yeah. No, they, everyone's everyone's human. We've all yeah. got opinions on yeah. things, and yeah. and to, regardless of what we're famous for or what we do, how much money we've earned, you're still entitled to to to, to have the same uh, opinions and also have the same respect as everybody else. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you just I don't understand this kind of mentality of you're rich so that means I could, or you get paid a lot of money which means I can abuse you or yeah. you, you only you only um, you, you're a football player you shouldn't have any opinions on anything else I don't understand this mentality people have you know yeah, we're, we're all we're all we're all human beings we're all in t- we're all the same we're all entitled to have the same view like entitled to have our own views and we're able to you know if you can entitled to very views and you can get banned from Twitter if your views are particularly <laughs> offensive and end up on that whole right wing alternative whatever it is but you know we're, we're entitled to have them and 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 I, I, don't, I don't understand it's almost like people think that you haven't got a right or you know you you i mean i'm entitled to abuse you because of yeah. because of this or because of that no you're not well, well, you know the thing, the thing is that people seem to forget about opinions as well now this is a modern age thing it's like a real phenomenon over the last three or four years that i've noticed is that people now read other people's opinions and rather going oh that's interesting I agree with that, or hmm, that's interesting. I don't agree with that, and and you can have like a discourse. Then you know you can go backwards and forwards, like okay, and you can alter your your point of view. Is that people have now started taking opinion as fact, and it's mm. like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> you know, I can have an opinion, Matt. You can have an opinion, and our opinions are equal. You know, and uh, Sir Jorie, uh, Eric Dyer, they can have opinions as well. I know four of us. We've all got an equal level. If a fifth person comes along and goes, well, here's the fact, you know, here is the fact, here is the proof. I am a scientist. Here is the fact of the situation. What happens nowadays is the four of us go, shut up. You're wrong. Our opinion. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's where I'm like completely lost. It's like yeah. society's gone from opinion and opinion equal. We're all entitled to them. They don't have to be right. We're just opinions. Mm. And now people want to shout opinion over fact. And I'm kind of like, really? But then mm. again, you know, there's a hundred odd thousand people signed up that believes the Earth's flat again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. <laughs> I mean, my, my favourite thing about this, and I thought it was a joke, but it wasn't, is when they launched their website, they actually used the terminology 
we have over a hundred thousand members around the globe. <laughs> I thought you were going to say globally, yeah. That's the flat Earth Society. So tell me this. Is that actually true? That is actually true. <laughs> the flat Earth Society used the phrase "we have over a hundred thousand members around the globe," and when they were picked up on it, they went, "Oh." Well, it's just a common, it's just a common turn of phrase. It doesn't mean we think the Earth's a globe. I'm like, well, clearly a lot, clearly a lot of people do think that. But anyway, I've gone sidetracked. So yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I, did as well, I, I did just want to say about Sir Jory. I did want to say, you know, I know on a regular basis, and and I will continue to say it. I I do not think he is the right fit for us at right back. I do think we need a new right back um, for next season and I'd love for him to move to another club, different league. But that is my opinion of him as a footballing side of things right there. Mm-hmm. Right now, just as a human being, I uh, love him and his family and you know, I'm, I'm ever so sorry for what's happened. Yeah. I'll the North that, mate. London Derby. Ah, let's talk about the North London Derby. That'd be nice. Now, <laughs> going into this game... I will openly admit to everybody, I thought we were going to get dicked. Me too. <laughs> I said it on the podcast last week, I was dreading it. It felt like the 90s again. Like for the last probably 10 years, I've gone into the game feeling like we had a chance. For the last five years, I've gone into the game feeling like we're going we're gonna to have them. And this one... There was not even like you know, like I say to you every year as a Spurs fan in the nineties, I I go through July where I was basically despondent, and in August I'd be like, actually, this year's our year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like some sort of thing would kick into my brain where I would believe again. Normally with the North London derby, I still have this. Even when we were awful and they were winning the league and stuff, I still have this. Oh, it's the derby. Maybe we'll do them. Maybe we'll do them. But no, there was nothing. I went into that game 100% convinced we were going to get smashed. Yeah. And we won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if anyone, I, I'm smiling and laughing, literally, because I still am just in this unbelievable, we've been the worst we've been in five years and they can't beat us. And that is just such a beautiful thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. Because they went into it so confident, and they had every right to feel that way. And they were so going to smash us. And all of my Gooner mates were chirping and would not shut up. And I was <laughs> dreading it. And the full-time whistle went, and I've done the best thing I've ever done in my life. I've said nothing to them. They're, just keep they're just waiting. They know at some point it's coming, and they, they they silence. One of them, bless her heart, had to ring me for advice on something, and I've picked up the phone. Oh, hello, you're right. How are you? Well, I'm okay. Get it all out the way first. I said, "What are you on about?" <laughs> and she said, "You know, you want to say something." I said, "Say about what?" She went, "The game." I went, "Oh, oh no. Well, that's routine." Oh, she went mental. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it was never in doubt. Well, it was bloody in doubt. <laughs> I, I can tell you, um, mate. What what are your overall thoughts of the game? Then we won two one, so the result has made us just happy. Yeah. But what were your thoughts on the actual game? Yeah, the game itself. I mean, I I, I 
probably suggest that they were probably the better side. Yep, <laughs> but, I'd, I'd agree but, with that. <laughs> yeah, but we won. <laughs> I mean, that's what you could take from it, you know. Yeah. It, it just, it's yeah. A very, I mean, it's a very Mourinho thing for someone to point out. This. <laughs> Did you see this? Um, someone pointed out to him the possession start, the shot start, and he interrupted him and went, and what was the scoreboard? Yeah, yeah, it's all that matters, isn't it? I was kind of like, oh, Jose, don't do that. Because I tell you what, though, for all of my all of my misgivings about Jose Mourinho, all of the you know he's Chelsea, all of the stuff I feel about him, he hates Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of like, oh, if there's ever a game that endears him to me, mm, yeah, yeah, he really doesn't like them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that probably helps us to it helps him to an extent being with us, doesn't it? it? Does, you know? yeah. Yeah, there's. I I think it's kind of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, absolutely. It, it just like kind that. of felt. It kind of felt on that day, and also I don't know about you. You could see he was up for that game as well. Yeah, that meant something to him. Whether it was yeah. just because he felt that the fans, you know, the performance had got away from him. The fans were really wound up. Daniel Levy was obviously under pressure because of the press. Um, we're going to come on to why in a moment. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I you could see that that full time, you know, the goals went in, the way he reacted, that meant something, and I think it mm. meant something to a few of the players as well. Because I don't know about you, but I saw a noticeable uplift in Harry Kane's performance. Yeah, almost like he went into that game like I'm not going to lose this. You know, yeah. I we're we're on a poor run. I'm not going to lose to this lot. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um. Because I thought he was like a man possessed at time. He was like tackling in the midfield, then bursting forward. Um. Uh, yeah. I I thought to a man, everyone put in a shift, and you could tell they were up for it. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if you thought as well. I don't know what your take is on this, and and I appreciate that it it might be uh, slightly to do with the fact that there's no fa- fans in the uh, stadium. Yeah. But when uh, Sonny scored, yeah, uh, he didn't like he he didn't kind of there was no smile was there no, on his face, no, no. right? And I I wonder, and I just me just looking at it and making my own mind up maybe what's happened, yeah. but I wonder whether Mourinho said to him, look, you know. If you if you want us if you want to win things with this club, I can, yeah. you've got bundles and bundles of talent. But yeah. if we're going to win anything with this club, you've got to, you've got to take the smile away. This is serious now. You know you're an ad, yeah. you're an ad, you're grown. We, men are going to win uh, trophies, not kids. Yeah. You know, and and, and, yeah. I, and I appreciate that. I love I love seeing Sunny smile, and I love. But maybe you know, and I'm only I'm judging all of this by one goal yeah. celebration. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, but, have, you, have you seen him celebrate from last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, uh, yeah, he was over the moon. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's that's well, blowing no, my no. theory, isn't I, it? I'm just thinking that yeah. I, I think to what you said to an extent is right, and I think they went out there with a real angry kind of we got to prove a point. And I think perhaps him scoring that goal, his reaction was more like yeah, rather than yeah, like woohoo, sure. look at me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, go, come on, <laughs> you know. Sonny, there's no fans here. Come on. No, come on, no. the corner. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you can just imagine him being like that ridiculously happy. He <laughs> just on all the time. And everyone else is going, well, someone shut him up. Some, someone yeah, go and hug yeah. him. Because <laughs> so, yeah. he ain't going to stop until someone no. hugs him in the corner. Um, yeah, he's running around like the ball boys. Come on, cheer. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love him. absolutely love him. <laughs> he's just infectiously happy. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, we won the game. And that is the key thing. Because like everyone sort of after went, oh, you know, they'll call that a Jose masterclass, and I'm kind of like, it's funny how that goes because you know you don't score against Bournemouth, 
and your your Jose's over the hill, he's crap, the team can't attack. And in this game, you could see that, that we were set rigid into a system to just to beat Arsenal. He set us up 4-4-2 in a system. He looked at it and went, right, this is how we're going to beat them. And we beat them, so now he's a genius again. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and also, he... Bournemouth then went and smashed someone. So I'm like, yeah, that yeah. nil was a bloody good result. Yeah, it's actually a really good result, <laughs> yeah. Was, oh, it you, uh, was it you or Dan? I can't remember which one of you used to when we was no. in, in the Messenger chat group the other day saying that... Um, Mourinho, it's either he's uh, he's like you say he's yeah, a genius Dan, yeah. or he's over. Yeah. There's no middle ground, no, is there, no, with him? Like, they, they just they, they, that's how they yeah. make the the headlines all the time with him. He's either amazing or he's terrible, and there's well, never well, a middle, I, is it? I think it's the downside of having a, a superstar coach. It's like if you like Harry Kane, for example, gets it now he's a superstar. If he doesn't score in a game, he was crap. And I'm like watching the game going, he was amazing. He, he, you know, he put such a shift in. He ran everywhere. Yeah, he didn't pick up a goal, but he was great. And everyone's like, oh, bloody old Kane, sell him. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, yeah, what, yeah. what? What games are you watching? Yeah. And I think with Jose, he's like this superstar and this massive CV. And it, like you said, a headline for Jose is one or the other. Either way, it gets you a click, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no kind of, hey, Tottenham did all right. <laughs> it's yeah. Jose did this, Jose did that, Jose's rubbish and gone. It is literally kind of all about him, which mm. is weird. Uh, but then he does kind of embrace it because last night, I don't know if you saw after the game, he said about um, if uh, I, he said, I'm told that if you look at the results since I arrived, we'd be fourth. Now, I'm not a selfish person, so I don't think about that. I look at that and I'm like, Jose, you just pointed it out. You just said it. You just said it. You can't then humble brag your way out of it. You can't just be like, ah, some people tell me, Jose, when you say some people, do you mean you just look this up on the phone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's like, mate, it's, it's, it's very Trump, that. I think, isn't it? Oh, oh, no, oh, no, you've just, ooh, now I ain't going to be able to get that out of my head. Jose Mourinho is Donald Trump. Whenever, 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 whenever Donald Trump says some people are saying this, you're yeah, like, no, right, you're no, saying it. No, no, you saw it on Fox News. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, actually, with Jose, you probably saw it on Sky Sports News. and went, I'll have that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have, have that, that. Yeah. I'll have that stat. Or someone from Amazon went, Jose, did you know? No, I didn't. Thank you, though. I'll write that down. Uh, humble brag, humble brag. Um, but yeah, I mean, the North London derby was interesting going into it because of the sheer venom from the fans from the performances and it was the performances you know we won one nil and drew nil nil now really last week's podcast like you said hey we've not conceded a goal in two games and we (laughs) even called the podcast two clean sheets um i think we'll call this one two wins (laughs) yeah yeah we'll keep it going don't, don't mention the non, non-clean sheets in these yeah, last yeah, two games. Yeah, 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 but we won. So, <laughs> um, so really, like when you put our season as a whole into some perspective, a week where we didn't lose and we picked up four points ain't bad. <laughs> but we felt yeah, awful, and it's because of the way we played in the two games. Mm. And it led to this campaign on Twitter to fund an aeroplane to fly over the stadium during the North London derby with a banner basically calling for Daniel Levy and Enoch to be out. 
I saw a lot of accounts retweeting this and people were funding it, like sending money via PayPal to, to this account to do it. And I and I, I put it in our chat, like, I can't believe this is happening. But apparently, you know, they've got the money and they're going to do it. And the guy even said this is the start of a campaign. So our next home game, um, we're going to do it again. So this is the flag we're going to fly at that one. Who'd like to fund that? And he was collecting money for that as well. Come the North London... Oh, yeah, and it, it made the press. Uh, the London Evening Standard ran a story. The Telegraph ran a story and even got the club to comment on it. Even got Jose Mourinho to comment on it. It was a hoax. You're joking. It was the, actually a hoax? Yeah. The guy took the money and ran. No way. Yeah. That you, <laughs> loads, know that. loads of disgruntled Tottenham fans threw money at this guy. And oh, my God. It was a hoax. Oh, my God. Um, there's part of me that would love that to have been Daniel Levy. <laughs> He's on there like, well, we need to make some extra money. How can I do it? Well, I know, Levy out. <laughs> Cha-ching! Um, but the fact is, the club did have to comment on it. There was a real nasty feeling around because, you know, because there were a lot of fans who were angry. Like, no, don't do that. Don't fly mm. a banner over it. That's beneath us. Don't do that. It was a real nasty thing. And then, of course, comes the North London Derby, and I'm like... There's no crowd in there, so if a plane goes overhead, I'm going to hear it. Yeah. Nothing. And, I, and yeah. I kept tweeting about it, and I kept tagging these accounts, going, where is it then? Go on then, you lot. You've been on about this all week. You've been taking money off people. And then all of a sudden, all these accounts that were, like, so, say, involved, started going, oh, he ain't replying to us. Oh, you know, we're not part of a group or anything. We we just saw he was doing it. And they all distanced themselves. And then this one account hadn't tweeted since, took the money and gone. Sugar. <laughs> I, I I just can't go over it. One, I'd never bloody send money to a stranger anyway. What what are you thinking? <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. a guy on the internet says you'll do this. Here you go. Yeah. Take my money. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> an anonymous platform like Twitter as well. Come on, people. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of the it made the telegraph. That's mad. Where That's a, mad. the club had to issue an official statement on it, and Jose Mourinho had to speak about it, and it was a hoax. That is so mad. They'd, they'd surely be able to trace this guy. Especially I, I, I mean, I'd like to think that the police will, yeah, because... Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous but anyway i mean that's that's where we are on that so if anyone had caught wind of that going into the north london derby and wondered what the hell happened that that's what happened it's mental no way um the other thing that came in the aftermath of the north london derby that i just wanted to touch on as well and i, I won't stay on this for too long is arsenal fan tv um and controversy caused by one of the uh, i guess personalities on arsenal fan tv a guy called claude who made a, a racist comment about Sonny. Um, he basically called him DVD. And he made the comment, as someone's being substituted, DVD's coming off. A lot of people picked up on it. I mean, I I don't watch Arsenal fan TV, shockingly, but I do tune in for the highlights when we beat them. <laughs> just, it was awesome. I, just I, I just actually... so everybody knows, and there's a video that someone's done an edit, there's a guy gets up and kicks his leg, and <laughs> someone's edited it to Michael Jackson, like, and, oh, anyway, that's brilliant, but that's a side note, the funny bit's the side note. Can I can I confess as well, Sam, I've yeah. actually watched the highlights of the, the Arsenal TV more than I've watched the highlights of the actual match. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, <clears throat> no we didn't. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, there was more highlights in that Arsenal fan TV. Re- I mean, their reaction to the goals alone are, are I just, just priceless. But, 
Do you know what I actually enjoy? And I know, sorry, I know I'm going off a point here, but just yeah. briefly, when they score their first goal, yeah. I, I have got such a grin on my face that my actually my jaw starts to ache after a while. Because you know what's coming. Because, yeah, because you know what's coming, right? But he just, like, I love it. I can't remember because I know they're all like characters, yeah. but the one, the character that, that he, he stares at the screen yeah. and it zooms in on him, he just kisses it and it's yeah. like, that showed you. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I just, like, I know that two minutes later, two minutes later, we're going to score. It's, I, I love it so much. But sorry, mate. God. It is, yeah, no, it's beautiful. But so a lot of people picked up on it. Now it's not something I saw, and the reason why they picked up on it is because they saw the comment and they literally, you know, they're watching the game and you can see the clock of the game, and people were like, "Well, hang on a minute, he's just said that." No, that's not on. Now it, it pleases me greatly that a lot of Arsenal fans called this out. It pleases me greatly because. All I see at the moment is, oh, Tottenham fans did this, the Arsenal fans, Tottenham fans did this, they, you know, folks outrage, and it's like, no, there are a lot of just football fans, don't, don't, don't put everyone in camps for a moment, it was football fans online saw it and called it out for what it was, and I was so pleased to see so many Arsenal fans go, whoa, don't, you know, that's not on. Now, for me, I understand that generationally people have used language and as time changes, that language is inappropriate. And I understand that this guy is watching a football with his mates. He's being recorded and it's going out live. And he's made a massive mistake in that. So for me, it was a case of a real opportunity. When you consider that Robbie of Arsenal Fan TV has done so much great work on the Black Lives Matter stuff with the BBC, I think. Also just on racism and football. I thought, oh, great opportunity now for them to really highlight the racism that's directed towards Asian players, which seems to get overlooked a lot. And he could come out and he could say, look, I said that, completely didn't understand the connotations of it. I now do. I hope other people from my mistake can learn from this. You know, I I certainly won't be using that again, and I'm really sorry. To me, that would have been it. Done. Mm. Done, dusted. He said something stupid in the moment. He's acknowledged it, they've acknowledged it, and they've gone, you know, that's bad, ain't going to happen again. And and everybody, I think, I, I can't speak for other people, but for me, it would have been, that's it, that's done. But they issued a video trying to come up with some weak-ass explanation to, to basically cover it up. And it's only when their sponsor pulled their sponsorship from them because of it, they issued an apology. And and Claude, the guy who said it's no longer going to be on there, or at least for a while. And I'm kind of like that really great because I know we are fans of different teams and like our biggest rivals. But the guy Robbie who does your fan TV stuff, I got a lot of respect for him. Uh, you know, a lot of his views and stuff on things, I've gone, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's that's a good point of view. And I've lost that now. Which is a disappointment, you know, from a football fan. From a football fan point of view, football fans get branded really badly, and I just, I'm just gutted by that. I mean, Arsenal fan TV is entertainment for me when they lose. <laughs> yeah. But I am just gutted from the point of view of you had an opportunity there to be on the right side of this and just clear it up, and it would have been a storm in a teacup and gone. And by trying to cover it up, I'm kind of like, really, when you've done all this work for anti-racism stuff. To then sit down with a video to cover it up, it it, it was weak ass, man. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know what it reminded me of? Um, was it was it Wayne Hennessy, the guy that 
Crystal Palace player. Oh yes, who, with the Nazi was, salute. Yeah, and he was trying yeah. to say, he was trying to say, he just was scratching his lip and waving at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Right, and 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 it just smacks of you're taking us for mugs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I appreciate that because I, I know you, you mentioned that they come up with a, a weak, a crappy excuse, and their excuse was along the lines of, "Well, Tottenham always release DVDs, so we'll yeah, just mention yeah. that." Right, but. No, because it was said as he was coming off, so clearly you're just making it up, yeah. yeah? And it's and 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 it's the same with that Hennessy example where they're just you you, you take us for mugs. Yeah. Do, you, do you really think we're all mugs? Like, do, yeah. do you really think that we believe that? You know, and, and for and, me, it, it seemed I don't know if you thought it as well, but the outrage after their apology video or non-apology video was more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like, yeah, whoa. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that there was a. a a, like you say, a sponsor's sponsor that's now pulled yeah, out, yeah. and and that's that again just smacks of him going, oh sugar, we're losing sponsors here. Let's yeah. quickly apologise. So and there's no, it, he's yeah. not. So it. so yeah, and and that's and that's that's the thing. That is the key for me of why I think Robbie Robbie's just really let himself down. Yeah, because yeah. because he's only apologising clearly because he doesn't want to lose any more money yep. he's not he's by the looks of things and I'm, i know i know i'm i'm presuming things here but from the evidence i'm being presented with he's not apologizing because of the racist comment no. he's apologizing because he doesn't want to lose any more money yeah that that, that it looks as simple as that and and, yeah. I, and i'm happy to be corrected if anyone else can give me another suggestion but that's that's how it looks which is which is which is which is even more disappointing really isn't it it's more yeah. disappointing yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely. Yeah, we're we're the same view on this. It's, it's disappointing because, like I said, you, you know, can the rivalries from it? Can all that just be a group of football fans? Uh, you know, I respect what he's done with like the anti racism, but I just, it's just so. When I saw that video of him sat next to him, and I'm like, oh no, no, don't, <laughs> you know, don't, yeah, don't try yeah. this. You know, Tottenham released DVDs. It's a well known joke. I'm like, you've literally said the words DVD is coming off. As mm. some was being subbed. Now, yeah. if you'd said the words, oh, there's going to be a DVD about this. That's, yeah, it's just coming off. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We'd all go, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And we're going to title it in your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely. You know, we, yeah. That, that's the joke. That is the running joke on us. And yeah, we all have to hold our hands up and go, yeah, we know. <laughs> mm, yeah. But that is not the same. It's not even close to being the wording that could even be remotely connotated as that. And he, he knew it, and Robbie must have known it, and they did that video anyway. And ugh, yeah, they yeah. they they deserve the outrage. They deserve the thing that's happened to them. But I'm just gonna end this by saying, look, I have said some dumbass stuff in my life, right? And I have regretted it. It's done now. The guy Claude, leave him alone. He, he's it's done. Yeah. The bloke's made a mistake. He has now apologised. Hopefully he's apologised and is realising why he needed to apologise. And that's it. It's done. Leave it. Because I, I don't care if he's an Arsenal fan or anything. I'd say this about anybody. It, you know, this pile-on culture and laying in the people, it's got to stop, guys. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. you know, we've seen celebrities take their own lives and stuff. And uh, the, the guy now, just, just let him go get on with his life and let him get back to supporting his club. And and let's let's leave it. It's done. Now we did win a second game of football. It wasn't just the North London derby. We also beat Newcastle United last night. And weirdly, that's the first time Jose Mourinho's ever won a game at St James's Park. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that mad? Um, but we won 3 1. Sonny with one, Harry Kane with two. And in one of those two, it took him to 200 first team goals across all of his senior appearances. That's kind of impressive. And he's, he's done it. In a quicker amount of games and a lot of very, very good strikers. Yeah, yeah, he's done it in 350 games, which is faster than Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, uh, um, Sergio Aguero, yep. um, Wayne Rooney, and Thierry Henry. By some margin, Thierry Henry and Wayne Rooney. Uh, Ronaldo was a bit closer. <laughs> but And, and do you know uh, what? I find the Wayne Rooney one insane because yeah. Wayne Rooney's... Burst into the scene really young, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, but it's interesting because, like you said, I mean, I think of Wayne Rooney as being prolific. But he was actually only really banging him in for like two seasons. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, he was always like tennis, you know, double digits for assists and goals. The guy was just a phenomenal football player. And actually, mm. I watched him not that long ago and still thought, damn, <laughs> he's still pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just, um, it's just such an achievement. And he gets so much disrespect Harry uh, and I think it's perhaps I, I don't know why really he's just for me he's like everything if I was a kid looking up to a footballer that that he'd be my idol you know mm. uh, married the girl he dated his entire life pretty much he's got two kids family settled he's the England captain he's a model professional an absolute role model for everybody I, I mean I love the guy with with I'm not ashamed to say it at all and he's he's a phenomenal football player who has got to where he is through absolute hard work there isn't a better person for me for everyone to point at and go look at that guy <laughs> that's who you yeah. want to be yeah um, sure. so yeah I'm I'm dead proud of him for that last night I was that was great yeah no yeah it was yeah he deserves it and I know I've said this countless times but he, he, it's, it's not just him as a football player, and like you said, as a role model, yeah. as a person. He is the kind of person that I would, I'd love my children to look up to. Yeah. And what, yeah, you know, he's just yeah. a perfect role model f- to be a human being. You know. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Um, Performance-wise, again, I mean, we're not we're not playing this beautiful, you know, as Rud Hullet used to say, sexy football. <laughs> um, but I, the last two games, beating Arsenal and beating Newcastle, it felt very professional like all of the players knew what they had to do they knew the system they knew what to do Newcastle equalised last night and like we almost like sprang in got a goal and then went straight back to our... do you know what I mean it felt weird it felt like we sort of instantly hit the gas you know like accelerated got a goal again and then went right okay back to the system it's the same as it's similar to Arsenal isn't it you yeah. know it's like we, we're cancelling out the goal yeah. fairly quickly in both games yeah. you know it's like right we're behind let's, let's, let's rectify yeah, let's this do this yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting thing because if you were to try and take you know Jose you know if you had like a list of things he had to fix with Tottenham coming in the first thing everyone would have gone we are conceding so many goals crap goals goals and you'd kind of go, right, so if by the end of his first season, which is a weird season, given everything that's happened, he's kind of addressed the tactical issues that existed that meant we were conceding these goals. And now, really, you could possibly just point to individual areas, which, of course, in the summer he could iron out with players' tactical sessions or also players leaving and different players coming in. Yeah. Um, You could say that, okay, he's really kind of done that. And then... Once you set that base, that kind of tactical awareness, that 
solid base, you can then progress into current. Okay, right, the base is done. Now we work on patterns to break teams down. Yeah. And with the attacking talent we've got, you'd kind of look at it and go, it could really work. Now, I know it sounds like I'm being uber positive this week after being uber negative net last week, but, you know, that's what two wins does. It kind of lifts you and sort of changes your perspective a little bit. So I, I, it's just going to be interesting going forward because our next game, of course, is not an easy game. I mean, it's Leicester who are fighting for their lives to stay in the top four. Um and I I don't know about you, mate, but I'm not I'm not going into that with a massive degree of confidence again because Leicester are a good side. It's it's weird because they've got uh they've got Sheffield United tonight. Yeah. And it's I'm really caught between a rock and a hard place because obviously with Sheffield United being one point behind us, yeah. then if they win, then they go two points ahead of us. But yeah. if they do win, then and then we beat Leicester. Yeah. We've we're one point behind them with the last game to go. Yeah, you know, it's it's like, what? Do, how do I want this game to go tonight? I, I, I gotta be honest with you, I'd like a nice nil-nil draw. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so it doesn't improve their goal difference. Yeah, put us level on points, but you know, that's where we are. Um, I I think, I mean, my eyes aren't on the Champions League. My eyes are on the Europa League. Um, there is a kind of crazy ass scenario which does actually still have us getting in the Champions League places. Yeah, and so far it's working at the moment. I know, I mean, we had to beat Newcastle, is, which we did. Which is really weird. Which is kind of like I saw this crazy ass scenario. I went, "Well, who's gonna who's gonna do?" Oh, hang on, <laughs> this is this is strange. Oh yeah, well, the next set of results. Oh no, they did. The next set of results did happen. Yeah, okay, all right. If that happens, wow. But no, my my eyes are on the Europa League. So Leicester winning um, tonight would suit us more I think you know Sheffield United are directly with us whereas Leicester are kind of in the top four fight um but yeah it's it's one of those where really whatever the result is we just got to focus on us I mean I, I'm yeah. pleased we're getting the extra day's rest because the games have been thick and fast um so we we play them Sunday um we'll obviously talk about that on the podcast next week um but yeah yeah I'm I don't know. I've got this kind of like we've won two on the bank, so I do feel like we're we're looking a little bit um, tactically better. I know we're not playing great football, but we do look a little bit better. So I'm kind of infused in that sense. But then Leicester are a great side. You know, they I've seen them just carve teams up this season. So yeah, I'm a little bit uh, I don't know, but hopefully the extra days rest to help as well. And and we can we can turn them over because that would make for the final day of the season really quite interesting. <laughs> it would, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the other the last thing really from the the current games and everything like that is I wanted to bring up is the Tango Undumbele continuing situation with Jose Mourinho. Uh, before the game against Newcastle, it was announced he picked up a knee injury in training and he'd missed the game. Uh, Jose said, "Oh, you know, it's not a serious thing. It's a." just a knock but he isn't going to be fit enough to travel to Newcastle um you know that that kind of happens whenever every player you know that happens so it wasn't really talked about much until after the game when Jose Mourinho was asked about Tango when he said oh apparently now it's a problem and he's not going to be available for the rest of the season for us um yeah I there's no smoke without fire <laughs> um, clearly those two don't have a relationship that's working 
I think this is a tactical injury and he's trying to leave. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There is no smoke without fire. But I, I, it's a shame because I, I like him. I yeah, really like him too. as a player. Me too. <laughs> but... he, he was a player that I saw two years before we signed and I went, wow, that guy's good. And someone who's, who was associated with the club, not anymore, had said to me, he's the guy who we're scouting to replace Dembele. And I was like, yeah, he, he is the guy. You can see it, the way he plays. Mm. Um, I mean, of course, that was playing in France, slightly slower pace, etc. Um, but like uh, from everything I've read and everything like from a lot of journalists, it would appear that when Pochettino and Daniel Levy signed him, they did so on the basis like it's going to take this guy a year, maybe two, to really be at Premier League level. But mm. by signing him now, we're beating Barcelona. You know, because a lot of clubs like Barcelona, uh, Bayern Munich, everyone wanted him and were scouting him. And they were probably looking at him thinking, you know, well, maybe he needs a season here, maybe he needs a season there. Um, we grabbed him, <laughs> you know, for a lot of money, but we grabbed him. We've brought him to England on the basis that Pochettino was thinking, well, he ain't going to be the day one, my Dumbele. <clears throat> but like I said a few weeks ago, Dembele wasn't. You know, it took time for him to be that absolute machine we had for two to three seasons where we all went... How is he the best player in the world now? But he is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of <laughs> um, course. So it's kind of like we signed him on that basis, but of course, manager change, expectation change, tactics change. And I, uh, I'm gutted because I can see in that guy a phenomenal football player who I'm going to go watch play for some other team like Barcelona or something in the Champions League final and be amazing. And everyone's mm. going to go, Tottenham sold that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, it feels like that's the end. You know, it's, it's the way Jose worded it, like, oh, he's made himself unavailable. Mm. Yeah. There's something he doesn't like about him, is there? Yeah, it, it, from everything again I've, I've seen, it seems to all come down to work ethic. He he doesn't think he puts the effort in. He feels like he sort of shirks responsibility, um, which is, you know, you can understand why he doesn't like that, knowing everything we know about this manager. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so disappointing for me because you, you look at him and you just think there is a player there someone needs to be able to get that out. And perhaps that's the frustration for Jose. Perhaps he looks at it and goes, he is some player. How do I get the best out of him? And he can't. And that's what's driving him insane. Yeah, it could be that, couldn't it? Um, but anyway, so we need to wrap up soon, but we need to wrap up with the fan questions from our Facebook page. Now, I have not looked at these again, so i got no idea. Have you had a look yet? I haven't, no. All right, then. Well, fingers crossed they're not insane. Uh, let's head there now. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Right then, up first, we have a question from... Oh, no, dude, I can't say your name and I'm going to get it wrong. I'm sorry. Ini Idu. What's the view of the board on Jose Mourinho if they trust him in their plans for the summer transfers because we need to strengthen one or two positions? Well, sadly, Daniel Levy won't return my calls on this matter. <laughs> um, personally, I think that's a little rude. Um, yeah, I, I get you're kind of just sort of wondering what the, the general consensus is. Um, 
they're paying him a lot of money. I don't think they're going to be sacking him anytime soon. Um, a lot of people started spreading this rumour there's a break clause in his contract. I have no idea if that's true. Um, I mean, it would be sensible, but I can't imagine Jose agreeing to that, can you? Uh, no. No, you know, <laughs> I'm coming in halfway through a season, you want me to turn this around into a Champions League or you're going to fire me? Um, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so his ego wouldn't have let him no, to sign no. that clause. Well, you, well, maybe his ego would have gotten to sign that. Yeah, I can do it, but no, yeah. I, that that done. I don't know. That doesn't seem right to me. Um, yeah, uh, I I think they're just kind of like we've made our decision now. We're we're stuck with it. But the Amazon documentary will possibly tell us more. Uh, Aaron Jewell says, Thoughts on the 4-4-2 formation against the Scum? I liked it personally and thought Lucas had a great game on the left. He made 10 tackles. Yeah, he did. Um, Sonny looks like he's starting to hit some form with two nice goals. Yeah, uh, P.S. I love your work, boys. Ah, thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Um, yeah, go on then, mate. You take that one. What did you think? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it worked well. And I, and I, and I've always kind of said with, with Lucas, I've always felt felt him as a not a 90-minute player. But um, I don't know. He's, he, him and Lamella, I, I, for me, feel quite similar. Where their their work efforts, you can never you can never criticise their work effort. You yeah. know, they 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 always put their, their everything into every game. But yeah, he had. I think Lucas had a decent game. And was it? Did you say ten? Because I didn't look at the stats. So I was ten yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that feels about right. Yeah, yeah I, I put the stat on the page because it was the highest number of tackles from a Tottenham player in like five seasons or four seasons. Four seasons. And I think it really demonstrated our lack of bite in midfield. <laughs> if yeah. if Lucas Moore has suddenly become our enforcer, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like an enforcer. To be fair, does no, he? No, no. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, mate. Anyway, was, you were saying. I was going to say, talking about Lucas Moore, um, I was he's, he's got you know Spurs have got a TikTok account, mm-hmm. and he did a, a, a TikTok where he was basically really tired. I think after training or something, he jumped into into bed. And we've got the exact same bed as Lucas Moura. Oh, that's like, kind of wow. cool. <laughs> yeah. wow. I've got the same bed as a multi-millionaire, so yeah, you know, yeah. maybe there's hope for well, me yet. Clearly, <laughs> things are doing quite well in the Matt household. Yeah, yeah, oh, I wish, mate. Holding yeah. out on the rest of us. Oh. I think we might have a cheap copy of his of his bed. I think. Oh, there we go. There we go. We got we got the market store version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he, I, 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 I never thought his work rate and. Uh, whether whether he sort of turns into a, a player that you'd, you'd want to see start, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. I, I know players develop, and we, you know, he was only talking about uh, Dembele earlier, who yeah. it took a two or three seasons for him to become the player he was. And I mean, how long has Lucas been at the club for now? Uh, it's been a four, couple of years, isn't uh, it? So four, this is his fourth season, I think. A fourth I season. Think, well, wow, time in, just I think flies. In January, so I think it might be like three and a half. Yeah, God, Jesus, I can't believe how long he's been in the club. Yeah. The time just yeah. flies, isn't it? I think. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, for, it, it worked, didn't it? I mean, yeah. we beat him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah. So, yay! <laughs> I, I mean, for me, the thing I like most about seeing us play four four two was not so much that it is yeah Tottenham will be playing four four fucking two. <laughs> it was yeah. more um, that we just set up. We we went out there. It was tactics. <laughs> it, we yeah. went out there with a setup and a game plan, and tactically, we we beat them. And no. I was pleased to see that because it just means that the players are listening. There's not a disconnect between the manager and the squad. Like, you know, after all this nastiness and viciousness and stuff that was going on and the sheer, like, Jose out kind of thing already. 
Mm. Um, it was good to see from me that he went right. We're going to set up this way. This is what we're going to do, and the players all went, "Yep." <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and and it went. Uh, so they're buying into they're buying into his yeah, idea, and, which, and you know Ben Davis song. did an interview just like you know saying it is interesting. We're now setting up tactically for every game differently. Yeah, you know, yeah. Pochettino kind of went right. This is how we play, and we're going to beat teams. Whereas mm. Jose is like, okay, this is how we beat this team. This is yeah. how we beat this team. Um, yeah, it's a different approach. Yeah. Uh, Simon Whiteman says this one's for you, Sam. Oh God, really. Can you tell us which under-23 and under-18 players are able to play right-back? Just curious if anyone's coming through. I know we have Sirkin at left-back. Um, ooh, Nass put me on the spot. Um, honestly, Simon, off the top of my head, I don't think there's one that's ready for the first team. Which, and I know a fair few of them listen. <laughs> um, now, now ooh, Simon, what have you done to me? Um I would like to jump in to help Sam, Please. but I'm unfortunately <laughs> I can't. Just, just jump in and just jump in and say, "Oh, Sam, there's a phone call for you or something." Um, on, honestly, and and if uh, I know a number of the academy players, if any of you are listening and you do play right back, you feel free to drop me a message and call me a few names. But I, I genuinely don't feel there's a player that's ready to step up yet. Out of our academy, Carl Walker-Peters was ready and he did step up and his career has just gone. And if anyone's watched him play for Southampton recently, you will see the player I've been talking about. <laughs> he is a good Premier League right back who has the potential to be even better than that. Um, I, I don't think he's coming back to us. I think Carl's going to join Southampton permanently. I think he's enjoying playing week in, week out and the atmosphere there. Um, and I think we're going to use their desire to sign him as part of our move for their midfielder their captain yeah um so right back for me is probably one of our biggest problem positions uh i don't see anybody in the academy as stepping into that at a level um i'd love to be able to say you know there's a carl walker peters peters um but there's not (laughs) yeah you know you know we're not actually live sam so we could sort of pause and come in and you could tell me how tell us yeah, this amazing I, player that's I, I, I could, I could come rattle to off a few names and just go these guys are i mean i know them i just don't think they're up to it which is worse and i'm not going to name them and say here's this guy but he won't make it here's this guy he won't make it I, I did that do you remember we did this thing talking about players on loan and i did like oh here's the loan update so and so oh, you know i can't see him signing a new deal with the club he messaged me on twitter no way. and i'm like Oh man, I feel really bad. He went, "That's fine." Oh, he said, "That's yeah. fine." I've been released. <laughs> I was like, "Oh I was mate. Like, Well, I didn't know that. He said, oh, "That's okay. I'm going to sign for so and so. It'll all be announced in a couple of weeks." He said, "But I was just curious so as why you thought I wasn't going to make it." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> um, well, you see, I'm an idiot. I'm really sorry. And um, so, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous now. Um, moving on from that, but thanks, Simon. Um, Liam Hickey says, will Mourinho silence the critics and end our trophy drought? Oh, I don't know. Go on, Matt, you have that one. Well, I, listen, I'm not going to let two victories <laughs> completely change from what I said last week. Yeah. But at, at the beginning of, the, of, of, of his reign, yeah. I was quite hopeful that... You were, very hopeful. <laughs> Yeah, and listen, look, I'm not going to change change my point of view that we could potentially win us trophies, but in a dull, dull kind of way, you know. And and it's that: do we want? Would we want to watch? Do you want to watch Spurs play for five years 
or how many years under Pochettino yeah. watching that exciting footballer win nothing, yeah. or do you want to watch dull football and see us win a couple of trophies? It's you know what what's yeah. and it's difficult to make your mind up. But look, as as everybody knows, and it's very very common knowledge, and I'm sure Mourinho tells enough people himself, he's won trophies at every single club he's managed. So. It's good, good track record for him winning trophies for us. I mean, that's all you can go by, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Will it silence the critics? No. I think the guy could win everything with us, and there'd still be people going, "Yeah, but it was dull." Mm. Um, Tom Quinn. Um, Tom Quinn. That was the name of the spy in Spooks. Oh well. Be careful of this. Maybe guy. it's him. Yeah. <laughs> Is Danny Rose coming back? Does the coach even want him? Well, Tom, you tell us. You're the spy. Um, uh, I think Danny Rose is very much up for sale I think Danny Rose having left and gone to play at Newcastle would like to stay up north I think the club are very keen to do a deal he's got one year left on his contract from last week I think so it's in everybody's interest for a deal to be done will Daniel Levy drag it to deadline day? Probably (laughs) yeah um Peter Robinson says, considering a lot of fans aren't in favour of Jose as the head coach, what do the players think of him, especially our great players, Harry, Deli and Son? Well, I'm lucky that they've all texted me personally and said they like the guy. No, um, <laughs> no um, I think... You, you mentioned it, uh, sorry to interrupt, yeah. Sam, you mentioned it earlier, but um, you, you mentioned the, the Ben Davis. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's probably a good insight it, from the it players. It is a good insight. And also, every player that's interviewed all seems to have this kind of, it is a real privilege to work with Jose Mourinho. I think his reputation, when they got rid of Mauricio Pochettino and the love the squad had for him, there was really, you could only replace it. You couldn't have brought in like, oh, and here's um Jeffrey Jefferson, who we think is a really good up-and-coming coach. Everyone welcome him. Uh, you had to bring in somebody who they'd all go, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Um, and they brought in Jose Mourinho. And I mean, if you've seen the the trailer, the the faces, the players, when they see Jose walk into the Hotspur way, was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. is he here? What yeah. the hell? And I mean, obviously, when the documentary airs, we'll get to see more of that reaction. Uh, but yeah, so um, it seems to be utter respect. And I think they are, judging by the performance against Arsenal and the reaction with him, etc. afterwards, I think perhaps the players are starting to feel like they understand him a little bit better. Um, you know, this is what I want you to do, and they're and they're kind of getting it now. Um, obviously, results you know dictate that greatly because the two previous games, if you'd asked me this question last week, I'd have said, well, the, the players look lost. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, we can't know for sure, but based on what's in the press and based on what the players are saying in interviews, they all appear still to just be very much, you know, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. It's kind of mental that he's now our manager. Mm. Um, Martin Hood says, the issue is the style of play under Jose. Now we get told he will deliver trophies, but if after two years there's no trophies in this style of play, my worry is we will go backwards with top players leaving, so the risk that needs support. Um, Yeah, I kind of see what you mean. Um, Martin, it's one of those things where Jose Mourinho has developed this reputation where people don't like the style of football his team plays. And yet, what a lot of people don't realise is when his Real Madrid team beat, arguably for me, the best football team on the planet, Barcelona, at their peak, Barcelona, and they won the title by beating them over a season, they outscored them. 
his Real Madrid team was a phenomenal team, attacking and defensive, and were nasty gits <laughs> to go along with yeah. it. Um, his Chelsea team that dominated football for those first two years he was at Chelsea used to score goals for fun. Um, he never really implemented what he wanted at Man United because he never had the players there that he wanted. Now, a lot of people look at that and go, yeah, he wanted to kick out Pogba, Martial. They're both bossing it now. Yeah, they are. But under Mourinho, for whatever reason, it wasn't working. So he needed to replace them and the club wouldn't. And that was why that relationship ended. But considering all of the problems and everything he had there, he did win them the Europa League and I think the FA Cup. You know, we'd if we won the Europa League in the FA Cup in a season next year, I think everyone would be pretty pleased with that. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things where, yeah, he has this reputation, but like I said earlier on, if he is genuinely trying to fix the issues at the club tactically, mentally, and then we'll build from that and we will get attacking, you know, play, etc., then then we're on the right track. I can't prejudge it. It's difficult. You know, after a couple of bad results, I'm really despondent. A couple of good results, I'm thinking maybe we are on the right track. We don't know. And really, we can't judge it until next season. Because then he'd have had all this time with the players. He'd have had a pre-season, albeit a strange one. His own transfer window in the summer, where he's saying the club are going to do things. And he's excited by what the club are going to do. We just got to wait and see. Um, we got to let him, his team, his players. At the moment, he's managing Pochettino's squad, you know, with a couple of twists. So we got to give him that chance for me, anyway. Yeah, no, I agree with that, mate. Lastly, Stefan Cruz Alvarez, the super sub, asks for three realistic signings. I don't think I can do three, but how about we do one each? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I know you talked about, I couldn't get to pronounce his name, the guy from Southampton. Uh, Emil Pierre Hodgeberg. There you go, yeah, that's the guy, yeah. I, I think that that is a real goer, that, that transfer, because like you said, we've got Carl Walker-Peters, who probably wants to stay at the club, they probably want him there, so it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? And I, and I dread to say that, those words, because you've got Levy that's going to be involved in the, in the negotiations. Yeah. But on, on the face of it, this seems like a deal that probably realistically is going to happen. Yeah, I but agree. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we desperately need a right back. Norwich have just been relegated. We've scouted Max Ahrens for two whole seasons now. He was a phenomenal championship right back in the Premier League. He's been playing in a team that's really struggled. It smacks of the Ryan Sessegnon deal with Fulham. Uh, we tracked him for that whole season in the championship where he was in the team of the year. Fulham struggled in the Premier League and as such, so did he. Um, it's an opportunity now to pick him up. He's 19 years old. Um, he's now two full seasons at first team football, including one in the Premier League. The only thing with Max Ahrens that I'm not sure about is his physicality. He is small, but then at the same time, Danny Rose was, and Danny Rose never shirked from anything. So I, Yeah, and the, and, the, and the, the times I've watched him play for Norwich, he's, he's always impressed me, Yeah, especially yeah, in, this, in his last me season too. in the Premier League. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, a lot of people said like he hasn't blown anybody away, but no, he hasn't. But at the same time, whenever I've watched him play, he's been one of their best players. But like mm. the Norwich defence, there's some really good players there. They've just had a, you know... It is a tough transition from the Championship to the Premier League. The Premier League is ruthless. You make one error. Lendless, yeah. Well, you look at Liverpool last night. Liverpool against Arsenal last night. Liverpool defence don't make mistakes. They made two last night and they conceded two goals. 
Yeah. And that's the yeah, that's the Premier League, isn't it? You know, that mm. is it. You 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 so much as duel on the ball for a second too long, bang, it's gone. Yep. And that's what Undumbele struggled with, and that's what a lot of people struggle with. And um I think he's the best shout for a new right back for us. I think we need two. Uh, I do believe Serge should move on. Uh, I think Carl's gonna join Southampton and I do think we need to sign him and one other. Um, but so far, we're being linked with a South Korean central defender who can also cover right back. Apparently, um, he's like six foot two or something like that. Uh, Kim Min Jae, or nicknamed the Monster. The Monster. I love yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everyone, look out for that because the link has come from um, the South Korean media, which is actually normally pretty fact based. Um, it's not like a kind of clickbaity transfer story site. When they post it, it's normally done, um, and they posted it last night. Um, do, do you know weird. what? Do you know what with that as well? With that signing, if we did sign him, I know obviously we've got Sonny as yeah. well. But it, it, honestly, and I know I've mentioned this before, yeah. but you go to games. Oh and yeah, the... we'd, we'd have a whole stand of like a South Korean fan base. Yeah. But they, but they you, basically you go into their you, K-pop in it. <laughs> yeah, of course. But you go into the you go into the the uh, gift shops and it is ninety percent South Korean people in there. Oh well, there so you go. Daniel Levy. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Daniel yeah. Levy must Ka-ching. be rubbing yeah. his hands at this opportunity. Well, he's 23, so you know Sonny's you know getting to that point where maybe we'll sell him. But he's just making sure that we got the next South Korean to keep that fan base, keep them, keep them at the club. Um, bring him through, you know, and when this guy gets to like thirty, or sign another one. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what just occurred to me though, Sam? What has he won anything with South Korea? Did, did, was he part of that squad that won that Olympic medal? Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, that's a great question to ask. <laughs> that is a phenomenal question. I'm gonna have to. We're re- gonna lose him again I'm, for two I'm years. I'm gonna be researching that the minute we get off the podcast. That's a good <laughs> question to ask. But yeah, that's that's a link that just came out of nowhere. Apparently, Everton and Arsenal were after him. And I'm just like, really? I've never heard of the guy until today. I I appreciate that my knowledge of South Korean and Chinese football is not the best. Um, I need to work on that, clearly. Uh, But yeah, man, I mean, I think that's it. I think we've covered everything. It's another long podcast, but this was episode 98, uh, which means that episode 99 will be next week when we talk about the Leicester game and anything else happening in our ever-so-uneventful football club. But episode 100 will be after the final game of this amazing, crazy season. And it will be a, a bit of a spectacular, a hundredth episode. See, what people don't realise is that we asked yeah. uh, the football, uh, the, the Premier League, yeah. to kind of coincide it. Because we was yeah. kind of thinking the hundredth, the hundredth episode is not going to be anywhere near the end of the season. Yeah. So they've they've actually worked with us. Yeah. So the hundredth episode is on the last week yeah. of the football. You know, I mean, I'm grateful to them for doing it. I mean, it. Uh, get, getting you know, getting people to talk about COVID nineteen and you know, get get the season curtailed, all part of the master plan to get the one hundredth episode <laughs> for, for podcast. Yeah, for the podcast. <laughs> Um, I realise this may be upsetting some people that we've done this, but I think it's worked out great. <laughs> it's worked out really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, can you imagine? Oh, I, I did see once, and this was how long ago this was, obviously when the outbreak was just starting and everything, I think it was back in March, I saw someone say, could you imagine April 1st, Boris Johnson walks out of April, uh, number 10 Downing Street and goes, April 4! <laughs> it's like, yeah, that wouldn't go down what? Well, would it? <laughs> 
yeah. It, it, but, it, but the reason why it was so funny is because everyone's looking at it going, Boris wouldn't, would he? Yeah, <laughs> would, would he? Wouldn't, <laughs> I mean, he, he wouldn't. Would, I mean... Maybe he would. <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, uh, other other statesmen like politicians would just go, "Well, that that's stupid. That ain't gonna happen." Yeah, With him, there was a yeah. genuine kind of, "Oh, maybe he might do that." <laughs> now I'm worried. <laughs> and would it be the joke that it's all a joke, or would it be a joke that it is real? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh dear. But anyway, um, that's it. That's it from us. We'll be back next week. Uh, everyone, continue to take care. Uh, speak to you all soon. Yeah, take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.